When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this episode, we talk about why we spiral out of control. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Big change. Big change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big changes where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are looking at why it is that we spiral out of control. Now, I don't know about you. This is something I personally do. I struggle with quite a lot, quite a bit. Definitely when things seem to be screwing up or when things seem to be going wrong, I just keep going and going deeper and deeper into that feeling. And it's really not a good feeling. But the worst part, as if you if you struggle with this, you know, it's hard to get yourself back out. You just keep digging yourself deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And so in this episode, I wanted to look at that phenomenon to begin with. Why is it that we spiral out of control? Why is it that this is something that we all seem to struggle with? And how can we start to now knowing by the end of this episode, the cause of it, how can we start to improve on that? So throughout this episode, we are going to be looking at uh, resources from three different platforms. So we've got an article from Headspace that's titled Four Things to Remember the Next Time You're Spiraling. We have an article from Psychology Today that is titled What is Catastrophizing? Cognitive Distortions, which we'll talk about in a second. And then we have an article from Talkspace.com titled What is uh, Catastrophic Thinking and How to Stop? So we are going to be looking at resources from each of these in helping us better understand why we spiral out of control. But if you want to read any of these articles, which I highly recommend you do, you've got two options. Either option one, you can Click the link in the description of this episode. I've got all the articles that I used listed there. Or option number two, you can head over to our website at tinyleaps.fm, sign up for our newsletter, and I will be sending out in the next newsletter, um, uh, it's going out Monday, I'll be sending out links to articles on this topic. So those are your two options. And let's jump into the episode. So what we're going to try and do here, we're going to start with a quote, uh, and this is coming from the Headspace article. This is the very beginning of the Headspace article, and I wanted to pull this. It's kind of a section, uh, but I wanted to pull this because as I was reading it, I realized this is exactly what we do. Like This is probably the most relatable thing that I've read on this show. So here we go. Quote, this is a habit of mine. When faced with the unknown, I expect the worst. And I can make mountains, no, volcanoes out of molehills. Turns out there's a name for this, catastrophizing. 
This has become my new favorite word because it means I'm not the only one who does this. It also means I'm likely not crazy. When we catastrophize, we actually do two things. First, we predict the worst possible outcome. Second, we assume that if this outcome transpires, we won't be able to cope and it will be an absolute disaster. We'll fret over an exam, assuming that we will fail horribly and subsequently end up broke and destitute. We'll decline an offer to go out on a date because we're sure the other person will find us unattractive and boring. And as a result, we'll be single and desperately lonely until we die. Or some of us see a spot on our face and automatically assume it is a terminal disease. End quote. So again, that section came from an article on headspace.com titled four things to remember the next time you're spiraling. And this is the first article that really introduced me to the concept of catastrophizing, which as the original author of that section mentions, I really love that that's a word because it means that I'm not the only one who does this, that I'm not the only one who freaks out and spirals out of control when something even remotely negative or potentially not even negative happens. It's really good to have a label for it because it means it's a common thing. But what exactly is catastrophizing? Well, catastrophizing is a common cognitive distortion. And this is coming from the Psychology Today article titled, What is Catastrophizing? cognitive distortions. So catastrophizing is a common cognitive distortion that according to psychology today has two parts. Part one is where we predict a negative outcome. This might be something like assuming we won't get that job that we interviewed for, right? So you've gone in for an interview, you've done as well as you can, and you walk out and then you spend the next week while you wait for a call, just Assuming that it didn't work, like feeling like crap, talking yourself down, telling yourself how terrible you are, like you do all the negative stuff, right? Then in part two, we take that negative outcome to its most extreme conclusion. This might be something like we didn't get the job. We're assuming that we didn't get the job. And so therefore, we won't ever get any job. No employer will ever find us valuable because after all, this one didn't. Why would anyone else find us valuable? And then society and our family, they're going to realize that we are just absolute failures, that there's nothing good that we can bring to the table. They're going to finally realize that we've just been faking it this whole time. And so we'll spend the rest of our lives struggling. We'll spend the rest of our lives unable to secure an income. We'll end up on the streets and our family won't even support us because they'll just think we're a waste of space. See, that's an example of catastrophizing. Now, that might be a little bit extreme, but that is what we do. We take something that has not had any kind of outcome yet. We assume the absolute worst case of it, and then we assume the worst case of that worst case. And I don't know about you, but that is exhausting. That is not a fun place to live our lives. So there are two big takeaways here. There are two big things that uh, we can take away from this session thus far to help us better understand why we spiral out of control. Now, if you want to hear those two big takeaways, you're going to have to stick around until after this word from our sponsor. Talk to you soon. 
So before we jump back into the episode, let me tell you about the most useful app on my phone. We all know that it's hard to find the time to sit down and to read and learn more and just sort of absorb all of the knowledge that is out there, right? There's so much knowledge, so much content, so much for us to learn and implement in our lives. And when you don't have free time, you can't read or work on your personal development, which is a massive setback, one that I know all too well. Well, there is an incredible app that solves this problem, and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Basically, they take the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Now, there's a couple books that have sort of been on my to-read list for uh, months, maybe even years at this point, and I just haven't been able to find the time. But with Blinkist, I finally do have the ability to read them. And so on my to-read list right now, the next two books that I'll be reading is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. You might have uh, heard about it. It's massive, massive bestseller. And then the second one is 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. This is by Amy Morin or Moran. I'm super excited to read that one as well, thanks to Blinkist. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. All the books you want and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for Tiny Leaps listeners. Go to Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps to try it free for seven days and you get to save 25% off your new subscription once you sign up. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps to start your free seven-day trial and also If you decide to sign up, you get to save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps. And we are back. Now, we've been talking about catastrophizing. We've been talking about how it is a very common cognitive distortion that we all face. And we've been talking about how it's broken down into two parts. First, we predict a negative outcome, and then we take that negative outcome to its most extreme conclusion. Now, there are two big takeaways that can help us with this. The first is that spiraling out of control is a very real thing. It's not just us like being ridiculous. It's a real thing. It's a cognitive distortion that most of us struggle with. We're not the only ones. There's an actual word for it. There's an actual word for this phenomenon. It's a real thing that we all do, and you shouldn't feel bad about it. So that's number one. Hopefully that takes away a little bit of your guilt because it definitely helps me. Number two is that everything that happens when we catastrophize, every worst case scenario that we are believing might happen, that we build ourselves up to fret about, every single thing is the absolute worst case scenario. Often, the things that we freak out about when we are catastrophizing is not even in the realm of real possibility. But that doesn't stop our very imaginative and creative and beautiful minds from going there. So those are the two big things. One, this is a real phenomenon. This is a real thing that everyone does. Most people do. And that you shouldn't feel bad 
about doing that. You shouldn't beat yourself up. You shouldn't stress about it or freak out because you did it again. It's a real thing. It happens. But we do need to recognize that when it's happening, everything we're thinking about should be thought of as this is the worst case scenario. This is not a real outcome. This hasn't happened yet. This probably isn't even really possible. Like you need to filter it through that understanding that this is the absolute worst case scenario. And even if things go negative, even if the thing you're freaking about, freaking out about rather happens, that negative thing happens, it's probably not going to play out the way that we're freaking out about. So how do we break out of it? Once we realize that we're catastrophizing, how do we break out of it? How do we stop ourselves from spiraling further and further and further? Well, there's one big piece of advice, and this comes from the article on Talkspace.com. If you want to break out of your spiral, break out of catastrophizing, you need to challenge your anxious thinking. And I'm going to pull a quote here really quickly. Quote, spirals are scary because the thoughts feel so real. But if you notice yourself slipping, take a deep breath and challenge your beliefs. Ask yourself, is this threat real right now? Perhaps you've been stuck in your bed for days waiting for laboratory test results. Your mind may be caught up in a web of worries. Do I have a disease? If I have a disease, am I going to die? Even if I survive, how will I afford health care? Stop. Focus on the here and the now. If the test results are bad, you can deal with it at that moment. Don't waste time panicking about it right now. You want to challenge your catastrophic thinking, but you don't want to beat yourself up for having anxious thoughts. Our brain does all sorts of unwelcome things without our consent, and having a panic spiral doesn't make you a bad person. Don't get angry at yourself for falling for your mind's clever trap. Instead, focus your energies on escaping its pull. And again, that section comes from an article on Talkspace.com titled, What is Catastrophic Thinking and How to Stop It? But that's the key here. And this is true of pretty much everything we do. This theme pops up so many times on this show. I'm actually shocked that you guys didn't guess this was the result. You've got to challenge it. It's it's natural for your brain to go that way. But the only way you get your brain not to is to say, hey, don't do that. Stop it right now. That's it. That's all, that's all we need to do. Now, that is much harder to do than it sounds, right? That's a lot harder to do than it is for me to say it on a microphone. But it is what we need to do. So we need to be willing to challenge it. We need to recognize going back to the takeaways that one, this is normal. This is a thing. You should not beat yourself up over it because it happens. And number two, everything we are thinking in those moments is the absolute worst case scenario and they probably are not real. So just focus on the here and now. Focus on what you do currently know. Stop worrying about what you might find out and focus on what you currently know. All you currently know is that you sat for an interview. That's it. That's, that's the only information you have. It might turn out that you don't get the job or it might turn out that you do get the job. You do not know and there's no way for you to know except to wait. And so instead of spending that time waiting, assuming that this, 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 this and this caused you not to get the job, why not just focus on what you do know, which is I sat down for an interview. And that's true whether it's about your health or your career or your relationship or your finances or any number of things. 
That's always the case. You know what you know, and you need to focus there. So I hope this has been helpful. We've been looking at why it is we spiral out of control. This is a topic that I had a lot of fun researching. I learned a brand new word that I promise you I'm going to be using constantly, catastrophizing. That's just such a great word. And we hopefully helped you better understand why it is that you spiral and what you can do about it. So thank you so much for tuning in. Listen, if you haven't already, check out our new website. You can find it at www.tinyleaps.fm. There you'll find all of the podcast episodes, articles that I've written, articles that our contributors from all over the world have written, and a ton of other really cool stuff that we'll be launching in the near future. So head over to tinyleaps.fm right now. Check us out. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Yeah.